What is up, everyone? We are back with another episode of Shaping the Culture. Now, like, let's just get to it. The whole secular sacred divide. There is no distinction in, in the scriptures. Some of us have trust issues with God. And right, some right. of us, yeah, it's like, does God really got us? engage the culture with the gospel that first has not engaged you no. like you know how people are like oh that's just who i am no, no. <laughs> drop the mic drop drop the mic drop the mic shaping the code what is up everyone we are back with another episode of shaping the culture hope all is well with you guys listen fam We've got an exciting guest with us today. This man is a legend in his own right. He's a husband, <laughs> a father, pastor, leader, phenomenal communicator, and now podcaster. We got none other than Pastor Van Smith with us. Welcome to the podcast, bro. Man, thank you. I appreciate you. That was a, an epic introduction. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy to be here. Of course, bro. I... uh Man, we've been want, we've been wanting to do this for a while, so I'm glad we yes. got some time, covered out some time to actually get this going. I'm excited for the conversation. Me too, man. Yeah, so I know a little bit about who you are, but our guest listeners might not know. Um, so for those who don't have a context for who you are, can you just give us a little bit of a background? Tell us a little bit about yourself, hobbies, what you love, how you got into pastoring, all that good stuff. Yes, well. We can start from the beginning. I was born on a on a cold November day. <laughs> I remember the weather. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I am. I've been through a lot of different seasons of life, but right now I am a pastor. Yeah. Uh, so I oversee the young adult ministry at my church in Atlanta. It's a church called Victory. Yeah. Uh, we meet every Tuesday night with a bunch of 18 to 30 year olds, and so I, that is what I do for work. I do that alongside my wife. We've been married for. It'll be four years um, wow. in June. And then in June, also, our son will be one year old. Wow. And so I am pastoring, I'm husbanding, I'm parenting, <laughs> doing all the things. And yeah, um, I'm also starting my own podcast as well, yeah. just trying to get more more good content out there. I love and it. So, there's a lot of different seasons of my life, a lot of different things that I've done, but that is the kind of overall glimpse of where I'm at right now. That's dope. Sounds like June is a big month for your family. Between it is, man. Yeah. So my son was born on June 19th last year. So that he was born on Juneteenth, which was okay. also Father's Day. Oh, wow. Uh, and 10 days before our anniversary. So yes, June is definitely a big month for us. That's awesome. And it's probably an expensive one. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You got to make that work somehow, some way. <laughs> You're yeah, pastoring to your ministry. Out. You got to figure out that budget. <laughs> Dude. Yes. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Well, I want to ask you some questions around leadership, pastoring. Um, you know, I've never gotten a chance to come to Victory Church or check out Young. I know I've been wanting to every time I'm in Atlanta. I'm like, man, this this is going to be the time. I've got some friends that go to the services Tuesday night and they've said nothing but great things about it. Oh, wow. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. But I just kind of wanted to ask like, what was the journey to pastoring? Is that something that you had always envisioned for yourself? Was it just maximizing one season and it leading to another thing that eventually led you to pastoring or yeah. What, what was that like? 
That's a great question. Uh, it was a it was a lifelong journey, yeah. I will say. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be 35 this year, and I started pastoring at 30. And okay. so before that was kind of a long journey. Um, mm. I grew up in church, yeah. and I, I grew up in Long Island, New York. Okay. And then my family moved to Atlanta when I was like in the middle of high school. And in moving to Atlanta, a few things happened. But one of them was we left the church that we were at. And we were kind of like, parents were kind of like looking for a church. I wouldn't even say we were looking for a church. I wasn't actively looking for a church when yeah. I moved to uh, Atlanta High School, but my parents were. And so that's, you know, in hindsight, that's where I'm able to look back and see that that's definitely where a shift happened for me. I won't say completely because even, even in the church that I grew up in, um, I wasn't like super connected to what was happening yeah. we were connected in the sense that like these are people that i had grown up with for a long time and they were like family but when it comes to like knowing jesus i don't even remember much of what i learned to be real like in in church growing up i, yeah. I know what i learned from my parents my parents are solid believers but when high school happened when i moved when i moved states uh and then we're not in like a steady church yeah. i just kind of went solo Christianity, if you will. Uh, I wasn't like in a youth group or anything like that. That is actually very popular in the South, not as popular in the North, but in the South, I learned like there's like, you know, few hundred person, thousand person youth yeah. groups all over the place that I didn't know about yeah, yeah. when I was in high school. And so <laughs> I was like, you know, it was like me trying to be a Christian, couple of people that I knew kind of trying to be Christians, but like, I was hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold, you know, where I would get on fire for God and then just kind of simmer out, sizzle out, whatever it is. And then went to college and literally my first year after getting into some some interesting sin, my senior year, I decided to rededicate my life um, if my freshman year going into college. And then that lasted like six months or so and college happened (laughs) and uh, you know started partying and all that some of that was the fact that when i first got to school i actually had like a community of people that i was connecting with and then they all kind of started getting picked off picked off picked off and um and so the community dissipated and then it was kind of over with for me too at a certain point and after that man was a combination of me being in college, um, I was also kind of discovering what my giftings and stuff were. So I was going to school for marketing, but I didn't really like envision myself going and working at really anywhere. I didn't really want a job. I always wanted to work for myself. And I was also getting into different like creative giftings. And so I was doing a lot of spoken word poetry in, in college. And so, um, I was at like all the open mics in my city and then in Atlanta. Uh, and so I really was like, just kind of honing that man having fun with it then i started getting into music and so i was doing music with a friend of mine he sang i rapped like the 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 poetry kind of turned into rapping and connecting with him singing and when we started doing that i was like oh i i think i really i think i really actually want to try this and then he actually decided to focus on acting and so he was like in in the theater program down there and but he also sang but he decided to focus on the acting thing that worked out for him. He's on Broadway right now. Dope, dope. And um, but 
when he decided to do that, I'm like, well, I still actually like doing this music thing. I'm just going to try it. So I got an internship at a studio in the, the city I went to school in. And I was just like recording people all the time, working on my own music. And that kind of set me on the trajectory to focus on music. And so th really throughout college and after college um, for like a, a, a few years, I was just solely focused on music. Um, I won this competition in Atlanta on the radio and my song went into rotation, which kind of got me into uh, kind of breaking into the scene and whatnot. And then long story short, I ended up signing this investment deal that I thought was going to be like really life changing, but it went left. And so the dude kind of flaked on some of the stuff that was supposed to come to me. And it just like broke me because I had been working for years, you know, just like sacrificing and trying to focus on building the dream, you know? Right. And then when I thought that I had reached it, it just crumbled yeah. and that broke me. And then the same year, my sister had found this church called Victory and I hadn't been in church in like seven or eight years and um, wasn't even thinking about being in church. And she invited me. She was like, I think this is something that you would actually like. And so, man, I went and I was like, oh, I've never been in a church like this. Like, I didn't realize how how contemporary <laughs> churches had become genuinely, bro. Like the, yeah. the church that I grew up in, I thought that all churches were like that. Yeah. Like they're not using the air conditioner. <laughs> like it's hot. I smell older people yeah. and it and, and the messages are not necessarily speaking to what I have going on right now. Yeah. I get to victory and I'm like, yo, the temperature is like perfect in here. <laughs> I feel like I have space to breathe in here. And then when I heard the message, um, it just resonated with me because it woke up that part inside of me that always enjoyed reading the Bible and studying the Bible. Wow. And I, he was preaching a sermon on the Lord's Prayer. And I was like, I've heard this passage of scripture like my whole life, but never really understood it. And it just woke something up inside of me. So the, the, those two things kind of converging, like me coming uh back to church and my dreams kind of falling apart happening at the same time just set my life on a different trajectory yeah. um and i just got as immersed in the church as i could yeah. because i'm like all right i'm trying to come out of the world yeah. i'm it was in the clubs like multiple nights out of every week right. and i'm like because that's that's the music scene in atlanta right, right and right. so i'm like now i'm having to make a whole different life change and so yeah environment wise I just tried to immerse myself in the church as much as possible. And um, and then I moved away for work. I moved to Birmingham, Alabama for like two years for work. And um, and long story short there, uh, I felt like God was calling me to come back to Atlanta, specifically to come back to victory, not to do ministry. I still didn't foresee myself ever doing ministry. Yeah. I thought that it, I was going the entrepreneurship route. Um, but um, but yeah, I felt like I was calling me back to victory and to serve in victory. And so I came back, I moved back, man. And uh, I got involved. I started serving with the youth ministry. I didn't even expect to, but I was at a young adults service yeah. and I felt like God was speaking to me about kind of what the next season of my life was going to be. Yeah. And I had been getting certified as a personal trainer for fun. Like I never expected to do it like for my career because I had a career at the time. I was working in logistics and doing sales and stuff and I wanted to go out on my own. So 
I'm in fusion one night and asking God, like, all right, I just moved. I left my job. Like, what now? And I felt like he was like, okay, this certification you've been getting for fun, like, that's actually the next season of your life. Uh, like, it's an avenue for ministry for you to connect with people one on one. I got invited to come serve in the youth ministry and I just was serving in there. And I met my now wife uh, on Instagram, like, right around this same time. So it was a whole like, interesting season of life where I left this really steady job and now I meet this girl I want to marry when I'm like trying to like do personal training and trying to figure it out and so it was like a wilderness season bro but so three and a half years we dated long distance I was working doing personal training stuff but also working on entrepreneurial ventures uh so like even putting my marketing degree to work so I had like this consulting agency that I was building with a friend and then out of nowhere in some ways out of nowhere but I'm, I'm for the sake of the the fact that you need to talk at some point in the next five to ten minutes oh no that's good. <laughs> that's good. i love it um out of nowhere the youth the, the the lady who was directing all of our youth and young adult ministry she sat me down one night after i had gotten like the biggest check that i had gotten for any of my like entrepreneurial ventures yeah. Uh, like two weeks before this and she sits me down like hey you're being considered as the next young adult pastor i'm like uh, what <laughs> yeah by who yeah yeah and 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 that came i say out of nowhere but at the same time man like god was stirring a lot in me ministry wise i was really i was really connected and committed to that youth ministry and the church but i i thought that i would be doing ministry like out of just the the heart, you know what I mean? Right. Not ever vocationally. I didn't yeah. foresee myself working for a church. Um, I just didn't see it, man. And especially without having the resume and on all those things, I didn't think that those things would ever come together, but I loved studying the Bible, loved teaching the Bible, loved yeah. connecting with people and helping people figure life out. Yeah. And so I thought that I'd be like teaching Bible studies or whatever it was, you know, it's maybe speaking here and there, but I definitely did not think that I would be coming on staff as a pastor. And they put me over this, you know, significant size ministry with no ministry experience. But a lot of my experiences um, just work wise. And then even uh, I don't even want to say some some ministry stuff, but um, between biblical knowledge, yeah. some ministry experience and then work experience, it actually was kind of the perfect fit for me and so i've been doing that for the last five years that's how i became a pastor that's incredible there's so much i want to talk about from hearing your story (laughs) yeah Um, i love it because like it's just like god right i think like you know we've all heard the saying if you want to make god laugh tell him your plans or what have you facts and uh for you you're just living to know him you're plugged into your local church. You have no ambition to lead the ministry that you, you're you a part of. You just want to serve your local context. I mean, even before that, background in music, business, sales, um, you've got an entrepreneurial spirit. Like, there's all these little things at play. And you like you, the way you summed up the whole story, God used it all in what you're doing now, which is a whole nother conversation to have. But I yeah, wanted bro. to ask you about the beauty of uh just being present and not having to have your life figured out 
Um, I get it in some sense. You got to have a plan. I get it in some sense. You know, you go on a date. It's like, what's your next five years? You know, you want to you want to have something yeah. written up. Right. But yeah, at the very same time, it's like you you couldn't have planned where you're at right now. Right. This was not no in the in the plans for you, but you're in the middle of God's will for your life. Right. You're in, you're living out your purpose. And so maybe speak to the young adult, <clears throat> maybe the high school student, or maybe the 30 year old who's in the middle of transition. Even my dad, my dad is just turned 60. He's in a season of transition trying to figure Man. out what's next, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, just speak to like the beauty of embracing the present and trusting that God has our tomorrow in his hands. Man, that's so good. Um, I think that there is a, a level of uncertainty required to walk with God. Yeah. Because matter. you can't have faith without uncertainty. I was yeah. talking about this with my friend recently that uncertainty is what opens the door for faith mm. because it's about what's not seen, what we cannot see, what we are what we are hoping for, but our eyes don't tell us that we're certain of it, right? right it's right. like there's something inside of us that tells us that we are certain of this. Yeah. And even, you know, when I was going through the season of trying to figure out what to do. Yeah. It's like, it was difficult because I'm like, yo, I'm making real life decisions. Like, God, you're talking about me being a personal trainer. Mm -hmm. Like, this is not a simulation. This is my real life. Yeah. And I want to get married to this girl yeah. and don't have the finances for it when a year ago I did. Wow. And so if I'm going to make these decisions, I need to know this is you. Yeah. And and I got this this job offer. I got two job offers for gyms, which were very humbling experiences for me yeah. because I was really like anti working for people. And now looking back, it's like I needed yeah. to be humbled, yeah, yeah. you know, but I didn't realize how much. But but I had these job offers and I'm like, OK, so with this. This yes. uh, this offer over here is going to be more money, more security, yeah. but it's not going to have my schedule mm. in a in a place that I can do the the other things that I need to do, like serving in the church right. and building these other things that I feel like God is calling me to build. Yeah. And then this other offer was going to be less money, but I'd have more freedom to build something yeah. in the midst of doing it. And I remember praying, I'm like, God, OK. Now I got this girl I want to marry yeah. and I need to know, like, am I just even all this entrepreneurial stuff? Like, is this just in my head? Like, do I think I'm better at this than I really am? Like, real, is this man. something you've put in me or yeah. is this something I'm trying to make happen? Mm -hmm. Because I'm now having to make real weighty decisions based on it. Yeah. And um, and I opened my Bible. I literally opened my Bible to a passage in John where Jesus is talking to these two blind men and, and he says to them, according to your faith, let it be done unto you. Wow. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's wow. interesting. But I need more than that, God. <laughs> Literally, I'm like, this is very, this is yeah. probably more than a coincidence, Yeah. but I need more than that. And so I, I was like, I need to know. Mm. And so I actually looked up, I went and studied that word faith and it's this mm. Greek word pistis. Mm. And it refers to um what 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 jesus means when he says faith is beautiful man it's not this thing that you try hard to believe that is a, that that's how it's presented to us a lot of times it's like if you believe enough yeah. then you know if you believe hard enough then this thing will happen yeah. 
But that's not what it's talking about. When he says, according to your faith, let it be done unto you, pistis, faith, biblical faith is not, it doesn't originate in the human will or desire or the human mind. It's actually something that is placed in you by God to steer you toward his will and his desire. So there are things inside of you that God has placed there to like pull you. Like there's a gravitational pull on your life towards where God wants to take you. And it, it, it doesn't, it may not be seeming like it's manifesting in front of you at the moment, but it's, uh, but you still feel like, man, I just feel like this is in me. Like, I feel like even though my circumstances don't say that I'm supposed to be there, I feel like I'm supposed to be there. I feel like I have this capability, even if somebody else said that I don't, man, I was under, you know, a, a, a youth pastor who I love very much, but he did not think very highly of my speaking capabilities uh, yeah. and told me like several times. He was like, yeah, man, I, you might want to like actually, you know, do the music thing again. And maybe like you could like perform and then yeah. and then preach or something because the communication skills, you know, aren't uh, aren't up to par. But something in me was just like. I know what you see, but I know what I see. And I also know me. I know that I'm starting out and I know that where I'm at right now is not ultimately where I'm going to be. And so, um, but, but in that moment where I was making the decision for that job, that was so comforting to me because it was a lesson in walking with Jesus that, I mean, that that's what we see in his life is he's living with a vision that like doesn't seem to be manifesting in front of him. You know, he's the Messiah, but he's walking around like not respected by all these people, hugely misunderstood. He's a man of sorrows and suffering, uh, lowly, gentle. And yeah, man. So uh, for me, my encouragement to anybody is man, welcome to life. Like whether you're in, whether you're in a transition season or not, like you can, even if you're in a season that you feel like is a mountaintop season right now, you still know there's a future ahead of you. There's still some level of uncertainty in your life. If you're walking with God, I found that he's just builds that in because if we get into circumstances that, that, that make us feel no sense of need, Mm. then we actually lose one of the one of the beautiful things about our relationship with him is this dependence on him is this yes. ability to see him come through for us yes. and so i'm just finding that like as i'm getting closer to him as i'm going through life that i can expect for my life to to be uncertain and uncertain in the sense of my circumstances are not direct indicators of where i'm going or what god has for me but his word is a direct indicator right and even the prophetic things that have been spoken over my life man i i hold on to those things that truly resonate with me uh because that's the gift that god has given you know the the bible tells us that prophecy is to build up why because we're all walking around with circumstances that are telling us one thing and then we need the voice of god to tell us i do have more for you even though you're going through something challenging i do have more for you this is not the end for you all those things and so i embrace uh the voice of god in the midst of my circumstances and i try to not let my circumstances define uh the vision that i have for my life man boy you preaching (laughs) Goodness, (laughs) that was so good, bro. I'm taking notes for myself. 
Oh, man. <laughs> That's so good. I, man, there's another, man, again, there's so many different things I can pick apart from what you shared, but I want to hone in on one of the things that you talked about. And uh, Pistis, right? Am I pronouncing that correctly? Yep. Pistis Faith. J. Cole just, you know, J. Cole doesn't do a lot of interviews, uh, but he, he had an interview that got dropped this week that I watched. And um, okay. he was talking about, you know, they were asking, you know, did you always know you'll make it as a rapper? Mm. And he was saying, yes and no. You, you've got to yeah. have like a level of delusion to yourself, you know? Um, Mm-hmm. Like it's actually crazy to think that you could be one of the greatest rappers of all time, and so I'm thinking to myself, you know, I, you know, I'm a church planter, and I was gotcha. having a con- conversation with another church planter, and he was sharing with me that in order to plant a church, you need two C's: you need to be called, and you got to have a little bit of crazy <laughs> to you, right? Like calling you crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm just thinking about what your youth pastor said, and I know he didn't mean yeah, any ill intent or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we do have whether it's God feel God is calling us to plant a church or God is calling us to write a book or God's calling us to start a podcast or God's calling us to get married, whatever it is. And everything around us is saying that you're not equipped for it or you're not mm-hmm. the person for it. You're not as charismatic you're not as good looking you're not as experienced you don't got the resume you don't have the network you don't have the money in your bank like we have so many reasons why we can forfeit the call of god on our lives um and i wanted to ask you like what's what has been the biggest thing that you've had to embrace maybe it's a discipline maybe it's a thought maybe it's a bible verse you meditated on um in order to live out pistis, right? Like what helped you build pistis, that faith within you to recognize and to hold fast to what God was calling you ultimately to? Man, that's a phenomenal question. You ask great questions, bro. This is a, I love it, man. So the, the, the primary thing that I feel like has helped me in my journey with God, yes. it started around that same time that all of this was stirring, right? Mm-hmm. Around 2015, 2016, there are other elements to the story. Um, like, I'm like, do I even go into it? I, I was about to throw that in there for random, like just <laughs> entertainment and make people go, huh? But like, yeah, I got featured in a magazine then I got asked to be on a reality show and wow. almost went through with it. It was like yeah. all this stuff, right? Yeah. And in the midst of this, I got some people telling me, hey, you should go this direction. I got some people telling me, hey, you should go this direction. And I just, I needed to hear God. And that is the number one thing for me is the if we talk about a discipline, the discipline is yeah. consistently positioning myself mm. to hear God. Wow, that's good, man. Is my lifeline in life because we're making real decisions. Like if you're talking about planting a church. Yeah, man. Bro, that's a huge decision, right? And like pastoring people, like we got to hear God. But that's that's anything, man. If we are choosing to move to a city, if we're choosing to take a job, stay at our job, leave our job, if we're choosing a spouse, whether to get married, when to get married, we need to hear God on everything in life. And around the same time that all this stuff was stirring for me, I felt Mm. God speaking to me that I should start writing stuff down that he speaks to me mm. as simple as that is. Yeah. Uh, it would, and, and primarily 
from in the sense of when I'm studying something in scripture and I get a revelation about it, I need to write that down. And it seemed like a very, very, very simple like thing. And honestly, it was something that I was too lazy to do for a long time because I didn't feel like doing it. And like to the point that I, I, I remember, man, I vividly remember standing in my kitchen and being like, all right, God, I hear you because I'm, I'm, I got these, these thoughts going in my head and I feel like I should write it down. I'm going to write it in my phone. And I felt like he was like, no, like, no, hand write it. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. You know, and even in the, in the midst of all this, you're asking yourself, like, is this God? Is it me? Like, what is going on? Yeah. But I feel like I keep getting this nudge. Like, I need to write and I don't want to. And so yeah. I'm fighting it. And I fought it for like a year, bro, wow. where I wrestled. I mean, like a year yeah. of me just being like, ah, I don't know. Mm, I don't know. And like, oh, OK, I'll write a little something down here. Yeah. And then when I finally embraced it, mm. it's like I sat down one day. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do this. As And it's crazy that it took me this long to, to get to this place. But I sat down. I was reading my Bible. And uh, a verse stuck out to me. Yeah. And I just wrote down the verse. And then I wrote down what was coming to my mind about it. And as I was writing it down, more stuff started unfolding. Uh, and I'm like, oh, the revelation is kind of expanding as I write. And that has become my lifeline in life. Like that is the, that is the thing, you know, the Pareto principle, the, you know, 20% of your effort gets you 80% of your results and 20% of the people do 80% of the work, all that 80, 20 stuff that people talk for me, that's the 20% that gets 80% of what I need done in life. Uh, It's when I wake up in the morning and I recently, I just preached on Tuesday about seeking God Mm. and why we don't is because we question like what we're actually going to get from it even myself you know now having a son and like sleep not being as guaranteed it's difficult and sometimes i'm like man i don't know if i should get up or if i should just keep sleeping and something inside of us is saying like is this is this a withdrawal or a deposit like Uh, am am i giving something to god or am i getting something from him and but i've found that it's it's always a deposit bro like I'm always getting something from God in that space that I need. And so me doing that on a consistent basis flows into everything in my life from preaching, preaching so much easier when I'm spending time with God regularly in the morning and getting just downloads from him, but not, not with a strategy in mind. Like what I'm reading is not sermon prep. It's just time with God. And so this might go into a sermon. It might go into a sermon a year from now. Right. It might just equip me for a conversation with my wife. Right. It might it might equip me for this podcast I'm going into. Whatever yeah. it is, it's like God giving God an opportunity to speak. And so that's when I say positioning myself to hear God in a very practical way. That's what I'm doing. It's not just waking up and reading a Bible verse for the day. It's, yeah. man, I'm going to wake up. And you know what helped me with this? The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, Hurry. by John Mark Comer. Helped me a ton. Oh man, amazing! And just, uh, just the mindset behind entering time with God and delighting in Him and resting in Him, and then not feeling like this work. And so that's why even with discipline, I try not to use that so much anymore when it comes to spending time with God because we need spiritual disciplines. But when we just view it as a discipline, it looks like a sacrifice that we're just making. Sacrifice, sacrifice. And it's really sustenance, bro. Like it really is like what I need 
for direction for the day, insight, wisdom. And so, um, yeah, bro, I think that's like the number one key is positioning yourself to hear from God on a yeah. regular basis, regular basis. The more you do it, the more you'll hear him. And he yeah. always shows up. He always yeah. speaks and it's always helpful. Yeah, that's good, mm -hmm. man. That's a word. That's a word. Listen, mm -hmm. I feel like I can sit here and have a conversation with you all day long. Uh, <laughs> but I wanna, I'm loving it, bro. Yeah, I want to respect your time. But I do want to ask one last question and okay. uh, take how much, however much time you want to answer it. Um, I remember one day, this was maybe, you know, like three, four years back now, you know, there's a guy that I was discipling and, um, you know, he came into my office and he, you know, he's also an entrepreneur. He's someone that is trying to make it in life, you know, trying to mm -hmm. secure the bag, um, yeah. all that good stuff. And I was just like, hey, bro, do you trust God with all of that? Mm -hmm. And it just, mm. that question turned into like a five hour conversation, literally five hour long conversation. But at the crux it. of it, at the root of it, what I found out was he took responsibility for his own life or he, he felt like he had to take it upon himself to make it because he yeah. didn't trust that God was going to give him the life that was going to ultimately bring him the fulfillment and joy that he believed he needed. Yeah. And uh, that always I'll never forget that conversation because it was a reminder to me, like when I take control of my life, maybe I'm saying to God, I don't trust what you have for me. Ultimately, um, yeah. when I'm obsessing over something or where I, when I'm trying to take control of something, when I, I really get upset about something not going a certain way, that's always in my own heart, an indication that there's there's a part of my life that I have not surrendered to God. There's something yeah. about my life I've not trusted God with. I, I heard someone once say, the root of all disobedience is unbelief. And so mm. if we're falling short in an area, it's because we fail to believe God to be good over that area. And we just kind of take over or whatnot. And in the light of our conversation, hearing your testimony, um, hearing uh, your journey to believing that God had called you to something and and fighting to obtain that, whether it's the discipline of being in his presence or writing things out. Um, I just see that there was a surrender um, in order for you to be where you are today. What would be your encouragement yeah. to those listening um, to this conversation uh, about trusting God? And, it, and though it might not go the way we had planned, or maybe it's not yeah. going the way we're planning right now, I'm thinking yeah. about your wilderness season that you talked about before Dude. your, you know, but yeah. What would be your advice to uh, encourage people to trust God and trust the process and know that what he has for us ultimately is better than whatever we can plan for our lives. Yeah, man. Honestly, I think that's the biggest battle that we're going to face yeah. as a believer. That's what kept me from following God. Mm. I was running from him for a long time because I didn't believe that what he had for me would make me happy wow. or fulfill me. I felt like he was going to have me do something corny <laughs> yeah. or like just something I didn't want to do. Yeah. And then, uh, but over time, man, I've learned that God created me. Mm. And mm. so this idea that I can come up with a better plan wow. for what he's created yeah. is kind of mm. ludicrous. Yeah. You know, he created right. you to even like the stuff you like. Right. So like, why would he not factor that into his plan for you? 
Um, know your life is not going to come without challenges. Yeah. Your life is actually going to c- come with challenges, especially following Jesus, because he says, I mean, we're going to face some of the highest challenges of anybody, right. you know, take up your cross right. and follow him. Yeah. Uh, but why would we do that? Scripture right. says that Jesus did it for the joy that was set before him. Yeah, man. That it was yeah. for the joy that was set before him. And I, I believe that that's the only reason that God came for us. Jesus yeah. said that he came so that we would have life and have it to the full. Yeah. Meaning like if he didn't come, we couldn't have life to the full. That's right. Without him, we can't have life to the full. Yeah. And so the vision that you and I come up with for our lives is so limited in comparison to what God has in store for our lives. Yeah, man. And we limit ourselves dramatically, man. Like if I look at, I, when I look back at like, if I would have just followed my own plan, things would not have worked out yeah. this well. <laughs> I may have more in one area, but then depleted in all these other areas. I wouldn't have the wife that I have right now, yeah, I'll tell you that, yeah, which is like the biggest game changer for my life, for my son, for our future generations. Like yeah, man. those are the types of things that are on the line yeah. and God knows those things. And so I've just come to understand that God knows what I like more than I do. Yeah, yeah. I thought that I wouldn't like being a pastor, bro. Yeah, that's right. I wouldn't, like, I didn't think that I should be a pastor and this is the most fulfilling thing i've oh, ever experienced that's so good man. genuinely i say that wholeheartedly you know i understand i shared this literally on tuesday this this role that i have is a role of service to people yeah. and it's a role of service to god there's high sacrifice that comes with it right. um but bro I'm fulfilled. This is for my good, man. It keeps me accountable. I think I'm literally genuinely a better man because I'm a pastor than I would be if I wasn't. And that's what I think, you know, sometimes we're running from roles in ministry because we we see certain people fold and crumble under the pressure. But I genuinely feel like even when I'm telling people about serving in church, serving in church helped me so much some of us we want to get free from like sin and all this yeah. stuff yeah, and man. some of it is just the fact that there's nobody we're accountable to and i don't mean an accountability partner i, I mean like i knew it was different uh when i had kids waiting on me like mm. to hear from me right good, man. when i know i gotta go sit in front of this group of kids and have a conversation with them about jesus yeah. it convicts me when i'm tempted to sin right yeah. when i'm trying to walk with somebody else through the stuff they have going on and so now man i got young adults who obviously god will take care of them whether i'm there or not right. but he's given me the responsibility right. to steward them to shepherd them and so they're counting on me and that helps me bro yeah. like the fact that when we're bro here in atlanta our church, man, people, I guess, are coming from all sides of the city because it feels like everywhere that I go, somebody knows me. And yeah. that is it's annoying sometimes. But it's good for me, bro. It's yeah. good for me. I can't go anywhere. And yeah. and and bro, there's, I have so many stories with that, but yeah. it's good for me. That's right, man. You know, the things that we would run from, it's good for me because yeah. it, it helps me to stay integral and stay authentic and really like allow god to do the work in me so that i really am the person that is equipped to lead and i really am a model to follow like it it helps me and so uh the road that i would have chosen for myself would have been easier it would have been more flashy like it would have been easier in certain ways and then led to a bunch of destruction and downfall because that's what the enemy wants and a lot of times it's just deception, man, that's yeah. drawing us away from God. It's, I won't even say a lot of times, it's only deception that would have us feeling like God is not, 
good That's or his right. plan is not good. Right. Like, how could his plan not be good? How could it not be good? He's God. And so how could this not fulfill you unless he created you to not be fulfilled? Mm. And so if he created you to be fulfilled, then his plan includes your fulfillment. Good, and so, um, so yeah, man, even when it's sacrifices, even when it's challenges, you know, I look at the life of Jesus again, that's who we're following. Right. Yeah. And you got, even the people closest to him didn't understand him for most of his time here. You know, you see all the time, like, yeah, they didn't understand what he was saying. They didn't understand what he was saying. And he's misunderstood most of this time. Right. Yeah. And a lot of his time is spent serving and helping other people. Yeah. But, but would we say Jesus was not fulfilled, mm. you know? I think Jesus is the most fulfilled person. He totally accomplishes mission. Yeah. He he equates us to his bride. Yeah. Like he's got this glorious plan for all of eternity that that required immense sacrifice on a very short term basis. Yeah. It was a few years, yeah. you know, in, in light of all of eternity. And I feel like that's the same thing that happens with us. And so yeah. God's plan, it, it's definitely going to have challenges. It's going to have sacrifice. Uh, those things bring him glory. Those things make us better. They refine us because his plan includes us becoming better. And we don't get better as a result of easy circumstances. I like there's never been like an easy time that made me a better person. It's just real. Like it's That's always right. difficult times that have made me a better person. That's right. And so that's my encouragement man god is worth trusting yeah. his plan is good his yeah. plan includes your fulfillment not just his because sometimes we think god is just selfish and just wants us to do stuff that makes him happy yeah. um but that's not that's not who he is like he came for us yeah he heaven wasn't boring yeah. god's not like bored without us or like yeah. lacking without us but it's us who needs him and we need purpose. We need fulfillment. We need these things. And this is how he's he's given it to us. And so yeah, man. that's my that's, encouragement. That's a word. His glory and for our good. I love that. Yeah, bro. Yeah, that's a great it. way to sum it up. Yeah, man. Bro, I so appreciate your time. We need to get you back on the podcast. Bro, I'd love to. Do a part two or something because this is there's so Please. much here, so much nuggets that you uh, that you gave us. So I appreciate your wisdom. Bro. I appreciate your time, bro. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited after this conversation, I'm subscribing to your podcast, bro. <laughs> I'm tuning in, bro. Just let me know when you drop oh, and I'm man. in that thing. <laughs> so, Yo, I love it, man. Yeah, Thank you yeah, so much. Yeah. It's been an honor, bro. I really appreciate you reaching out. Um, yeah. And I appreciate you even wanting to have the conversation and, yeah. and, and leading this conversation the way that you did, bro. You're doing a great thing. Yeah, I appreciate so I appreciate that, you. And I want us to connect more. When you're in Atlanta, yeah, we man. need to just figure it out, bro. Let's do it. Let's make that happen. We might we might have to do a live show in Atlanta. Let's do it, bro. Let's do it. Let's do and something. even if we're not recording, bro, let's go grab lunch. Let's chop Hang it up. Let's just sure. talk, bro. I like talking to you. Yeah, I like talking to you too, bro. This is good. This is good for my soul. I needed it. So appreciate Dang. you, bro. Yeah, yeah. Man. So but thank you for coming on. Uh hope you listeners got a thing or two. I know I did. And uh fans, so. let's do this. For for those who want to stay connected to you, where can they find you? I am on Instagram at Vance underscore Smith. Yeah. You can find me on YouTube just by typing in Vance Smith. But the main place you're going to find me is, Insta is Instagram. So Awesome. Yeah, awesome. Bro. Well, you heard it here. Uh, I hope this blessed y'all. Until next time, family, peace and grace.